just ought to go ahead and flow in it right now. Yeah! Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Well, do you... <laughs> Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to preach. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, thank you, Jesus. Somebody got a testimony. He been good. And if, if I was in Mississippi, I'd say he been shown of good. He's been so good to me, I can't contain it. I, I can't be quiet about it. He's been, I gotta tell somebody about the goodness of Jesus. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Genesis chapter one. Verse 10, give honor to the night, the bishop, his lovely wife, wonderful family, wonderful church, everybody that needs honor, get honor. Genesis chapter 1, verse 10, and God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he sees, and God saw that it was good, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass. The herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding seed, yielding fruit after his kind. There's this little piece of this right here. I want you to look at it. It says, whose seed is in itself <laughs> upon the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind. And the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. I want to preach to you tonight under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Now, I know we could have just pushed the big red button. Anybody recognize that? We could have just pushed the big red button, and we could have shouted and danced and run the out. But I got a word burning in my heart, and it's like fire shut up in my bones. I just want to preach to this wonderful congregation tonight under the unction of the Holy Ghost this thought, and that is inside out. Look at somebody and shake them a little bit and tell them inside out. I'll grab somebody else and shake them till they hear you. Inside out. Hey! Sit down if you can. Hallelujah. And God saw that it was good. A statement that Moses writes as he describes what the beginning of the world looked like as he receives divine revelation of God. Out of nothing, God created this beautiful world that we live in. And the Bible says, and God said it was good. And so one of my approaches to scripture is to ask the questions like who, what, when, where, and why. And, and that's, that's the question that you have to ask today is why did God say that it was good? Did God say that it was good because it was his creation? 
Did God say it was good because it was pleasant to see? Did God say it was good? And we could go down the line of all the things that are possibilities, but my question today is simply, did God say it was good because he placed within his creation a desire to bring about his, or a way to bring about his desire for multiplication? We see it in the very beginning as we learn the nature of God that God likes multiplication. Thank you, all three of you that are paying attention. The rest of y'all look up here and listen to me. I said God likes multiplication. It's the first blessing recorded in the word of God in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 22 as God is speaking to the fowl and to the fish. The Bible says that he blessed them and said be fruitful and multiply. It was in God's idea, not man's, but God's idea that the blessing is connected to multiplication. Can I tell you that it is in the will of God that in the identity of the church there is a constant theme of multiplication I'm here to tell you God did not intend for this church to be stagnant and dry and be singular dimensional but when God gave you the Holy Ghost when God placed you in the rock church it was with the sole purpose that you be fruitful and multiply somebody's not hearing me tonight but I've come to get up in your face and tell you uh, you can't come to church uh, and hog it all to yourself. Uh, you can't come to church uh, and hold on to everything just for you. Uh, God called you uh, to be a multiplier uh, and God, let there be a spirit of multiplication that gets on every saint in this house that when you leave, you leave with a vision and a mission. I am going to multiply. And I just tell you tonight that it is the idea of God that he multiplies differently than us. And I, I just want to give you a little math lesson right here. We, we learn when we get in school that when we start multiplying that you can take the number five and, and you can multiply it times zero. And when you multiply it times zero, the answer is zero because there's nothing to multiply it by and so the 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 idea is even if you take the number 100 million or 100,000 or whatever number you want to throw out there when you multiply it by zero the number always will come back as zero but can I tell you tonight that God's multiplication is different than ours because the Bible says that he created the trees with the idea of multiplication and he did not multiply them by other trees but the Bible says that he created them with the seed that was in itself creating a world of multiplication in which it does not matter what the external value is creating a world of multiplication where it does not matter what the external conditions are but now we have a world that 
multiplies from within. Can I preach to you tonight that we got it all wrong when we think that God is going to multiply the church by something on the outside. That's not how God works. God doesn't start with what's on the outside and bring it to the inside. But God starts with something on the inside and takes it and multiplies it within itself and sends it to the outside. I've come to tell somebody on a Sunday night that God has every intention of turning you inside out. God's got every intention of taking what's on the inside of you and multiplying it and taking it out of you. I read, I read about a woman. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that she showed up at the preacher. Preacher, they're about to take my sons. Oh, what am I gonna do? And the man of God, she gets to where he is. She falls at his feet. And, and the man of God does not pray for her. The man of God doesn't anoint her with all. The man of God doesn't call her up to the front of the church and shock him over. her. Huh. He asks her a question. What do you have in your house? I, I, I'm going to say that again because you, you, you're, not, you're not following me right here. You see, we, we want it to be a lot more difficult than it really is. We think it's got to be seven steps to a better you. And we think we got to go through this long, drawn-out process of how the miracle's going to get here and the miracle's going to happen. But can I tell you tonight that what God is wanting to do in Fort Myers at the Rock Church, he's asking a question, what do you already have? Because if I can have access to what you have, I can give you what you don't have. If I can have access to you, I can multiply it because the Bible says that little old lady walked in the room and when she got in the room, she found the crucible and the Bible says she poured one pot and, and the oil kept on staying and so her boys run over and got another pot and she poured another pot of oil and the Bible says that the oil kept on staying. She went into the bedroom and found another pot and she poured some more oil and the all kept on staying. Why? Because she let God have access to what was on the inside of her. God wants you to know that this revival, it's an internal thing that he's going to turn you inside out. He's He's not starting with the bomb down the road. Baby, he's starting with you. He's not starting with the alcoholic. He's starting with you. He's not starting with the drug addict. He's starting with you. Hey. It's not enough to get barrels full of oil and leave them sitting in the living room. It's not enough for God to work the miracle and you to leave it in here. 
Say, why are you preaching like this? You're still in that same vein you was in on this morning. I understand that. It's because I realize what God is wanting to do right now in this season of revival, Bishop. We we can't just expect people to show up. We can't just expect 10 or 15 to show up. I'm telling you the kind of revival God wants to give us is 50 at a time, 75 at a time. And that's going to happen when somebody gets the all that's in the house and opens up the door and says, I've got all for many. I've got enough all for you. I've got enough all for this city. I've got enough all for your brokenness. I've got enough all for your depression I've got something living on the inside and it's enough for your world we used to sing an old song Jesus on the inside working on the outside oh what a change in my life there is a spirit I felt that this week when I got here spirit of intimidation walked into my room this week thank you for the room by the way that's very nice walked into my room and I could feel the daunting spirits of hell trying to intimidate the word of God that wants to go forth. But I came with news for the devil. It ain't gonna work. The miracle is not the miracle until it's done. That's why it ain't gonna work because this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. That's why the weapon ain't gonna work because it's not an external source. I got it, I got it, I got it. And it's way down on the inside. Devil, you can't have it cause it's on the inside. You can't take my revival cause it's on the inside. You can't get my blessing cause it's on the inside. And God is about to turn me inside. He starts with just 120 in an upper room. But by the time he gets done, it's 3,000. He started with just 50 or 60 that had been through hell, that had living. Oh going to church in a rat infested building but when God gets done Bishop he said it's going to look like the day of Pentecost it might have been 50 or 60 but when he gets done thousands I'm going to try that again thousands because he's turning us inside so I, I ain't much you're right, you ain't much. 
We used to have a lady in our church in Louisiana. She'd stand up to testify and she'd say, God, get the glory. She'd say, I'm just a roach. You can step on me. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I'm looking at a bunch of roaches. You ain't nothing. You ain't got nothing. But when God get involved. You know why I can say that? Because I'm a roach too. Turn the lights on, baby. I'm going to run away. But, but when God gets involved. That's what makes God so big. David said, when I consider thy heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, he said, what is man that thou hast been mindful of him or the son of man that you would visit him? You see, I, I'm nothing, but when I encounter a God that's everything, Oh, yeah, you, you, you trying to act like you too saved tonight. Like you, you, you done came from a perfect world. But the truth is, you were nothing when God found you. You was a roach when God found you. But God. Let me tell you something. God knows how to find greatness in the gutters. God can take David a little shepherd boy. He ain't much. Even his daddy said he ain't worth nothing. But when God gets done, <laughs> see the difference in David and every other shepherd is because he had something in him. And I'm going to get a little ahead of myself right here, but just let me tell you, God never puts it in you and then brings it out of you the same way he puts it in you. But he puts it in you and he multiplies it and then he brings it out of you. That's why a little shepherd, how can a little shepherd boy lead a kingdom? He can't, but he can lead sheep. God put the shepherd of the sheep inside of him. But by the time God gets through magnifying it and multiplying it, baby, you might have started out leading sheep. But when God gets done with you, you're going to be leading kingdoms. You might have started out in the pasture, but I got a word for somebody. You on your way to the palace. You might have started out watching sheep, but you're going to lead a kingdom. That's why David can praise him when everything's, when everything's going wrong. Because <laughs> he didn't get that praise in the palace. I'm going to try that over again, again over here. David didn't get his praise in the palace. David figured out how to praise him in the pasture. Somebody needs to let the devil know, I'm bringing my pasture praise into the palace. I'm bringing my pasture testimony into the palace. I, I fought some battles while I was in the pasture. But devil, you can't stop me. You can't hinder me. say but I got a God that is <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to move on but when somebody says God is 
you can pretty much put anything there. Bridge over troubled water. My doctor and my lawyer. Friend when I'm friendless. Hope when I'm hopeless. Food when I'm hungry. Water when I'm thirsty. Everything I need. He already gave me everything that I need. I'm, I'm telling you, he's a way where there is no way. And if God can do all of that, don't you think for one moment, baby, that he can't take what he put inside of you and multiply it, press down, shaken together, and... You see that... Uh, uh, where, where's your first convert? Where's the first person you pray? Are they here? Where's the first one? You just the first one comes to mind. Sister Tabitha, come in, Sister Tabitha. Come on, come on. Hurry up. God said, I, 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 "Come on, give me a hand." I'm, I, I'm gonna start with one, but I'm, I'm not just gonna give you one. I'm, I'm gonna give it to you. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. I'm, I'm going to give it and it's not going to be long. You're not going to have one sister Tabitha, but you're going to have two. And God's going to take that anointing that he put in her and he's going to put it in the next sister Tabitha. And when God gets done with that Tabitha, he's going to put it in another Tabitha. Press down, shaking together and running over. I know there's empty seats in the balcony, but I just got news for you, Rock Church. Press down, shaking together, and running over. That's not an empty seat. That's an opportunity for God to take what's inside of me and press it down, shake it together, and run it over. My, my, my. See, oh, I, I, can I preach? Do I got time? I know you look bougie, but you ain't got nowhere to be. So just let me preach a minute. You see, the only way this works, because the Bible did not say that the fruit was in the stump. Doesn't say that the multiplication ability was in the roots. It tells us that the seed was in the fruit. That's why we got some people coming to church and they don't ever multiply. They got a stump ministry. Move me. You ain't gonna multiply sitting there looking like a stump, baby. If you want to multiply, you got to show some fruit. That's why when Jesus showed up at the fig tree, he cursed it. Not because it didn't look like a tree, but because it wasn't doing what the tree was supposed to do. God forbid that the rock church comes to church and just sits there like a stump. Say, well, you in a, I, I heard that. You in a preaching church. You in a shouting church. You in a dancing church. You ain't got no fruit in your dance, baby. Your dance just is the testimony of what you've been through. 
Your fruit comes in when you walk out the door. And when you walk down the street, you're showing your fruit. I'm not ashamed to be apostolic. I'm a rock church holy roller. I'm water baptized, filled with the Spirit. I'm not. God's looking for fruit. He's, he's looking for somebody that'll leave here and say, I'm going to be fruitful and multiply. Because being fruitful is always married to multiplication. You can't be fruitful and not multiply. I know this is elementary, but I, I need you to get this so we can get to where we're going. You can't be fruitful and God not bless you. Just because you're fruitful doesn't mean you don't fight hell. Just because you're fruitful don't mean that your family won't walk away. Just, just because you're fruitful don't mean that finances won't get funny. Just because you're fruitful don't mean that you won't have to deal with depression. But this is the very reason why Joseph can show up in Egypt. Been talked about, misunderstood, but I'm still fruitful. There's, there's something interesting about the story of, I got time? You sure? Because I can preach a really long time. Okay. You said it, I heard it. I'm just going to assume you don't have no liars in the church. They meant it. But there's something interesting about Joseph to me. Is every time he makes an ascension, they take his coat. Every time he starts getting blessed, they take his coat. Come in. Yeah, come in. You can't stand like that and not get used in an illustration. You can't preach with me like that and not get used, okay? If you don't want to get used, stay in the back. His brothers find him, and he's got favor on his life. And they're jealous, and they think that the favor is connected to the coat. Oh, I'm going to preach the pain off this. And so they take his coat, and they say, now he don't have no favor. But what they don't know is the it didn't come from the coat because he gets to Potiphar's house and he's nothing but a slave I come to let every devil know that the clothes didn't make the man but the man made the clothes there was something inside of Joseph that said, baby, you take my coat, I'll go get another one. Because the first thing Potiphar's wife tries to take from it is the same thing his brethren take from it. I don't know where the story goes, but I believe when he walked up into the Pharaoh's house, he walked into Pharaoh's room and said, where's your nicest coat? They took it at my brother's house. They took it at Potiphar's house. But I come to put the devil on notice. This is an inside... 
this ain't because of the clothes I'm wearing. This ain't because of the car that I'm driving. This ain't because of the church I go to. It's because they put it on the inside. Take my coat. I go get a better one. Take my job. I go start a business. Take my money. I'm going to keep on giving. Because it, I'm trying, I promise I'm trying to quit. But it ain't the coat. Devil, you so dumb. You thought I was going to quit shouting because you took my coat. You thought I was going to quit dancing because you took my coat. You, go ahead, Bishop. You thought I was going to quit running because you took my coat. But I'm just to come put hell on notice. I'm not going to quit dancing because you took my coat. But I'm going to shout. I'm going to dance. I'm going to run like I'm about to get a better coat. I know that everything that you take, God's going to bless me with more. So God, before he ever loses his coat, God puts a dream in. Can you put Genesis chapter 41 and verse 43 up there on the board? Get it ready, but don't put it up until I'm telling you. God gives him a dream. Puts it way down in his spirit. And in the dream, Joseph is, basically the interpretation is, his brethren are bowing before him. But let me tell you, I'm going to say it again. God never gives it or takes it out of you the same way he gives it to you. In the dream, it was his brethren and his mother and his father. You got that ready? Throw it on up there. But when it came to pass, did I say Genesis 41, 43? No, that's, I did say that. Let me find it. I, I gave you the wrong verse. We're going to find this one. 41, hey, go to 43, verse 43. That's what it is. 41, 43. Now, this is what Pharaoh makes Joseph do. And he made him to ride in the, I'm going to just read it and see if you catch it. He made him to ride in the second chariot, which he had. And they crowd before him, cried before him, bowed the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. Did you get that? When God put the dream in him, it was just 12 brethren bowing down. But when God pulled the dream out of him, it was a host. God put the dream in you to start to do something in Fort Myers. But I come to tell you, he's not pulling it out of you the way he put it in you. This might have been your dream, but this isn't where the dream ends. This isn't, I'm going to say it again. This ain't where the dream ends. 
it started with a building that was C1200. That was the dream. But when God pulls the dream out, it might be a building that sees 12,000. God is turning the rock church inside out. I put the dream in you for Fort Myers. But I'm pulling the dream out of you all over Florida. I, I put the dream in you for Fort Myers, but I'm, I'm pulling the dream out of you in Haiti. I, I put the dream in you for Fort Myers, but I'm, I'm pulling it out of you in all of the Caribbean. I, I put the dream in you for Fort Myers, but I, I got more I can preach. But let me just tell you this and we'll be through. Joseph grows up. And when Joseph grows up, he starts being fruitful. And he has some sons. And he names them Ephraim, which means God has made me forget the toll of my father's house. He said, basically, he said it like this. I don't look like what I've been through. He said, you see me with the chain and you see me with the robe and you, you see me with all that, but I really don't look like what I've been through. <laughs> Ephraim, God has caused me to forget the toll of my father's house. And Manasseh, and he has made me fruitful in affliction. Say, but yeah, what about the rest of the story? What about Pharaoh? Well, I tell you about Pharaoh. The more he afflicted them, the more he tried to stop them from having church. The more he said, I'm gonna shut the rock church down. The more he said that there ain't no way you're going to be able to, to, to fill that church up. The Bible says the more he afflicted them, the more they grew. Bring it on, devil. Bring it on. Give me your best shot. Take my coat. The more you afflict us, the more we're going to grow. The more you come against us, the more we're going to grow. The more you try to depress me, the more my family's going to come to church. The more you take my money, the more I'm going to be able, I might just write a check to buy another building. I might just write a check to buy 25 acres. I'm, you just keep messing with my money. The more you afflict me, the more I'm going to grow. Arabo Costa. 
I'm, 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 I'm telling you, I'm trying to move on, but there's something, there's something here right now. Why don't you just, I got about three pages of notes left, but why don't you just lift your hands right now and plug into what the Holy Ghost is doing. Come on, is there a Joseph in the house that the devil took your coat, but you got a made up mind? I'm going back and I'm going to get a better coat. The devil took everything you got, but you made up your mind on a Sunday night. I will not be defeated. I'm going I'm going to multiply. tell you right now what's happening I'll tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost there's some of you right now waiting on the on the praise team to get up here before you really press in but Joseph didn't have a praise team they, David didn't have a praise team. David was sitting there by himself in the pasture. That's where he learned how to praise God. I'm challenging somebody right now to find your coat without the praise team. Find your coat without somebody grabbing you by the hand. Find, find you a coat without somebody coming lay hands on your head. You, you need to press in right now and find you a new coat. Come on, I know the devil took it from you and you've been crying about it, uh, but right now is the time to get up off of your seat uh, and find you a new coat. Come on, can you lift your voice in Zion? Multiply inside out. Come on, Rock Church. Come on, we don't need to miss this moment. We don't need to miss this. Don't miss this, don't miss this, don't miss this. Come on, some of you still sitting in your pew. Don't miss this moment, don't miss this moment. Come on, some of you are there, but we're still waiting on some of you. Come on, this is a rock church word. We're going to shout here in a minute. Come on, we'll have a click track here in a minute. But God's wanting somebody to press in right now. Come on, why don't you let him just turn you inside out right now. Whatever I got in me, multiply it and let it out. Multiply it 
and let it out. Multiply it and let it out. Come on, some of you still praying in tongues. You don't need to pray in tongues. You need to let the tongues pray through you right now. You need, you need to let it take over to a place where it's groanings and moanings that cannot be discerned. Come on, God's wanting to turn you inside out. Come on, go, 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 go. Come on, I need some husbands and wives right now to get this in their spirit and put this on their back and say, God, multiply us. Multiply our finances. Multiply our joy. Multiply our peace. Come on, I need some single unmarrieds to get a hold of this and say, God, whatever you're doing, multiply it in me. Come on, new convert. We ain't got 25 years for you to get a hold of this. You got to get a hold of it right now. Come on, backslider. We ain't got five years for you to get back to where you were. You got to get a hold of this right now. Come on, God wants to multiply. God wants to turn you in. Side We're not done. Don't unplug. We're not done. We're not done, Rock Church. Come on, we're not done. Come on, I need you to crank up the intensity right now. If we're going to have the kind of revival that God wants for us to have over these next few services and next few months, we got to turn up the intensity right now. Come on, what we're doing now is going to determine the kind of revival we're going to have over the next couple of months. Come on, I need you to press. Do you want your family saved? Do you want your children saved? Do you want your mom and daddy saved? Do you want your community saved? Come on, let God multiply it on the inside of you.
Yeah, go, 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 go. Come on, I don't know if you feel what I feel right now, but I'm telling you there are strongholds in Fort Myers that are shaking in their shoes. There are things that have been trying to hold this church back that's shaking in its shoes right now. Come on, press, 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 press. Yes, 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 yes. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. Come on, do you feel that rock church? Do you feel that rock church? That's the wind of multiplication that's blowing. That's the wind of multiplication that's blowing through this house. I don't know how God's going to do it, but God is doing it, and he's doing it now. He's doing it now. He's doing it now. Hey! Come on, we got just a few more moments. If you're going to get in on this, you better get in on it now. We're about to seal it with a praise. If you're going to buy in, you better buy in now. We're about to buy in now. We're about to seal it with a shout. My, 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 my. Come on, we got a few more moments. Come on, push, push, push. Go, go, go. Come on, don't back up, 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 go, go, go.
Come on, God's doing it right now. Everything that the devil stole, every coat that he took from you, and right now in this moment, I declare and I decree that God is giving you a better coat. Everything that the enemy told you, everything that he told you he was going to take, I declare, I prophesy right now under the unction of the Holy Ghost, God is giving you better. God is giving you more. God is giving you greater. Come on, you need to go home and slide your clothes over in the closet. Say, I'm making room for my new coat. I'm making room for my new coat. Now go. I want you to seal it with a shout. However, if you feel like dancing, dance. If you feel like leaping, leap. If you feel like shouting, shout. But do something. Now, 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 go. If all you can do is clap, then clap. But do something to seal it right now. Send up a shout of That's going to seal it. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, go, 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 go. Seal it with a praise. 